Let's go. Welcome into the DMVR Buffs Prime Time. My name is Jake Schwanitz. I'm, of course, joined by Ryan Konigsberg. You can call me RK. RK, we are presented by the American Raptors. If you didn't get the ticket you wanted as an elite athlete, check out the opportunities at Infinity Park. Rugby just may be your next ride. Day 16 of the Prime Era. Day 16. Wow. It's been a blur. It has been a blur. <laughs> a lot of moving pieces, a lot of moving parts. How do you feel about this weekend overall before we really dig in? Um, I'm in between. You know, I, like I wasn't the person sitting here being like, oh, my God, we're going to get 16 commitments on Sunday. Yeah. Um, I think the only thing we're lacking from this weekend, to be honest, is like a four star mm -hmm. incoming freshman. I think if you had one of those, if you had gotten a Malachi Coleman to put his name down or something like that officially, right, um, that would have been like. I would be completely happy. That being said, with signing day, early signing day coming on Wednesday, Wednesday. there was no necessarily uh, rush for these players to, you know, verbally commit mm -hmm. uh, over the weekend. Usually verbally, when you verbally commit, you're essentially like reserving your spot right. up to signing day. Well, the Buffs have plenty of spots, um, and so I don't know if there's quite as much urgency uh, and knowing that, you know, you could just do the whole signing day thing and make it all a surprise uh, is probably attractive to a lot of these kids. So I'm stoked about uh, a couple of the transfers, happy with, you know, some of the three-star commits they got. I think if you were able to add a four-star. And then obviously this is just the beginning, right? Like you have to close on these things eventually. Um, and as uh, Coach Prime told Brian Howell, I'm a hell of a closer, yep. which I believe him on that. So could have had could have asked for more but it's not the big disappointment like uh house is burning down that i think some people who are maybe a little bit newer to the game think it is mm -hmm. as you said early signing period opens on wednesday it goes through friday we are actually in a dead period right now in terms of uh recruiting can't visit in person we'll get into it all the headliner though we saw the jackson state guys start to flee to the portal Travis Hunter being one of them. And already we wake up today and we're hearing that USC may be involved. Georgia may be involved. Florida State may be involved. How do we break this down? How do we kind of uh, not sound the alarms, but analyze this accurately? I mean, in the end, he said it best. He said in his update last night, which I think he does a great job of marketing himself. Yep. Not in like an overt, like an aggressive way or whatever, like, he has understood someone has taught him and i wonder if that's part of coach prime's staff and whoever that may be whether that's you know dion jr or someone else um he he is the source of information for his own recruitment for the news about him and i think it's smart on his part and you know he comes on and just is like a little two minute update last night where he said hey everyone wants me to go follow coach prime i want to follow coach prime too i just have to make sure it's the right fit for me right um and it's up to Coach Prime to, you know, essentially reseal the deal. I was telling you before the show, if I'm Travis Hunter, I'm taking advantage of these opportunities. Like, you can just si sign your name and go to Colorado, or you can take a little vacation to Southern California. I would probably go to Arizona State if I was him. I would, you know, pop down to Texas, whatever. Like, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you take free trips out there, have a great weekend where everyone's treating you like a, you know, a superstar and then 
commit to Colorado later. So I think there might be some anxious moments yeah. for Buffs fans over the next few weeks, but I don't blame Travis Hunter. And, and in the end, you kind of just have to trust Coach Prime to seal the deal and the, the relationship that he's built with him over this time. And obviously, you know, the the campus and the university and the swag and all of that stuff, you know, coming through and eventually making it uh, easy for Travis Hunter. I would say that Colorado, this is Colorado's battle to lose. That's fair. Um, obviously, I mean, just going back to last year when he was flipped on signing day, Coach Prime was the big factor. He could have just gone to Florida State. They were a nine-win team this year, probably been a solid part of that journey. Um, but the thing with Coach Prime in Colorado, obviously the relationship they have, but he's got what I heard was the trump card, and that is that Coach Prime has been through all this. He can literally walk Travis through all the steps to get to where he wants to go into the NFL, how to handle this particular part of his life. Um, you can't really say that about Kirby Smart, Dabo, as good of recruiters as they are. They don't have that firsthand experience. They're also not Hall of Fame corners. Exactly. So <laughs> First ballot Hall of Fame corners. The, the advantage, is, in my mind, is still the Colorado. Yes. So I, I get the... Uh, Anxiousness. The anxious, the tension. I get it all, but this just... We, I guess we didn't do a great job of highlighting this. This was going to happen when he answers the transfer portal. Anyone can contact him. He can go and do whatever he wants now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Will you just um, star some of the questions that people have? Like I saw Michael had a question there. We'll get to those in the third segment. Um, he's also in Colorado right now. Why? He because he's good buddies with Shador. Like, that's another thing. Like, those two get to continue their legacy together. I'm so bummed that the way the game ended – for those two on Saturday because it really was storybook. Mm -hmm. uh, that game-tying touchdown from Shador to Travis Hunter, like that would have been such a storybook ending for them at Jackson State to have that incredible two touchdowns in the fourth quarter between the two of them. Um, the, the last play of the game, lob up to the corner. Like I just wish it ended with the storybook ending. They could have rode off in the sunset at Jackson State, but – at the same time, I think those two, you know, are close, and I assume it's attractive to Travis to continue his legacy alongside Shador. Right. We'll see. Um, another, I mean, another, I think about eight players have entered the transfer portal from JSU. Kevin Coleman, just before we went live, he had a fantastic game in the Celebration Bowl. I think it was, what, seven? fifty-seven yards? Yeah, seven receptions for something like that and a touchdown. Uh, you can see the talent on the field as he's running his routes and just the speed, too, on the long touchdown catch. What was it, 70-some yards, too? Yeah. Like, Great route, He's a stud. Um, are we concerned about his potential re-recruitment? Um, this is a more interesting one. There hasn't been as much publicity around it, obviously, because he's not the former number one recruit in the yeah. country. Um, but there was a lot of speculation based on an Instagram story this is like so funny the way that we uh, consume news especially <laughs> when it comes to 17 to 22 year old yep. kids these days but he reposted an instagram story of someone else who reposted his original commitment to jackson state and said like <laughs> gotta finish what we started him reposting that was some people took as factual that that means he's staying not the case obviously as today he enters the transfer portal i think again Colorado is going to be in the driver's seat of this recruitment. He is very clearly number three on my list in terms of transfer wish list. 
from Jackson State. Uh, I was really impressed with him, and I like him a lot. Um, so I hope he comes along. And I think someone in the comments earlier said something along the lines, there's a, there's a new 24-7 article out with him. I, we didn't – we were – scouring everything before we got on here. We didn't see that, but they said, did you see Coleman's uh, comments in the 24-7? They also could have been talking about Malachi Coleman, who, by the way, Dude, we, someone yeah. just tagged us on Twitter. Yep. Uh, another crystal ball prediction uh, goes for Colorado with Malachi Coleman. That one would be huge. Like and That would that would have been the one if just he decided to make a verbal commitment this week, everyone yeah. would have been you know, beside themselves happy. Two analysts have given him a crystal ball to Colorado. Steve Wiltfong, the director of football recruiting for 247 Sports, and Alan True, national recruiting analyst. The two latest crystal balls for him, both to Colorado. What was the um, number on six. the latest one? Both. Both six. Okay. So there are some... There, Someone gave him a seven to Nebraska in June. It's a long time ago. It is a long time ago. A lot has changed. Uh, obviously, Shador has entered the transfer portal. Shiloh's entered the transfer portal. Shiloh is in the portal. He is a grad transfer, though. He still has to graduate from college to transfer over. What were you going to say? Luis says some weird tweets from Matt Rule regarding Malachi Coleman. All of Matt Rule's tweets are weird. <laughs> yeah. Every last one of them. He's Dude seems guy. like low-key unhinged. <laughs> He's pretty crazy. Um, I guess it's time to just get into the weekend overall, so... I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Game Time. Game Time is the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, and shows. I believe Buff, Buff's basketball tickets um, for Thursday's game are only $20. They are currently on a hot streak right now. Broncos tickets were also around that price on Game Time over Sheesh. the weekend, too. Uh, if you love DMVR, then you'll love Game Time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. Join over 15 million people who have downloaded the Game Time app. Let's score the best seats to all your favorite events. Also, shout out to our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. We need a pick of the week this week. The Broncos went over the last two weeks, I believe, right? Did I give out the under both weeks? I think so. Jeez, man. Bury me. Uh, I'll give out the same one I gave out on the DNVR Broncos podcast today. Uh, Nikola Jokic to win MVP mm. plus 700. The train has left the station for the tr for the three-peat. It's actually a little late now, but I still believe plus 700 will be the best value you'll see it at for the rest of the season. Those are still some great odds. Uh, yeah, get in there right now. Try to get that plus 700 number. You can also boost your winnings with their stepped-up same-game parlays up to 100%. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DMVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DMBR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Yeah, yeah, I sent you a video. If we could get that pulled up. Uh, we need some Coach Prime hype on the show today. Mm, let's go. Coach Prime, first like all-staff meeting, I think this would uh, qualify as. Mm -hmm. A lot of guys obviously been back and forth from Jackson yep. and other schools. Today's like the work truly starts. Like everyone's on the clock at Colorado, on salary at Colorado today. We're all in Boulder, or all the important pieces are all in Boulder. Are you ready, Aya? Yeah, let's roll. do it. Oh, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, God, this looks good. Everybody in here was picked, selected, chosen. 
You are a difference maker. You are special. You are somebody. You're a conduit of change, and that's what we're going to do, change things. I don't know if y'all know it, but we're going to win. I don't know if you feel it, but we're going to win. I don't know if you can see it, but we're going to win. you got to understand we're going to win right now, not later, right now, because we're going to have this room and these boards full of guys that's going to compete, full of guys that are winners, full of guys that wants this, that wants to be a conduit of change. Everybody in here is a change agent. We could go down the line and one of you, every last one of you have a story how you provoke change wherever you've been in some form or fashion. It's no normalcy. It ain't no normal guys in here. Everybody's been through something, they come out of it, but you've changed the game wherever you've been. Am I right or wrong? Yes, sir. Am I right or wrong? Yes, sir. Okay, you just got to believe. I believe it. You got to believe it. Do you believe? I absolutely Positively, 100% believe. <laughs> Me too. Um, let's get into the news. Real quick, my Go favorite ahead. part of that by far is him saying, we're going to win and we're going to win now. And I think it's really important for him to set that expectation. Not that anyone would say we're going to win later. But I have heard coaches say, hey, this is – Carl Durrell himself yep. said, hey, you know, this is going to be a process. And, you know, Rome wasn't built in a day and all this stuff. And, like – that is true of many situations, and maybe it would be fair to us, to Coach Prime, for us to give him a little bit of leash when it comes to how fast he's going to turn things around in Colorado, but I appreciate him not asking for that. You know what I mean? And, and especially turning to his staff and not allowing them to think, oh, well, you know, we'll have a good year this year, and then maybe a great year after that. Like, no, this starts now. Everyone's pedaled the metal all gas, no brakes. You can already see just instant confidence. Probably the most confidence the Buffs have had since yep. 2016. Absolutely. Maybe even longer. Yep. All By right. the way, uh, fresh news. <coughs> Go ahead. Right out, of, right out of 20 minutes ago, uh, Deuce Robertson, who we talked about before the show, mm-hmm. uh, has officially committed to Colorado. This is an interesting one, um, but I will say it is notable that he comes from Snow College, which is also the spot of, is it, what's the first name of Mata? Uh, Jada? Yeah, Jada. Isaiah. Isaiah Jada. There you go. Um, he's also from Snow College. I think they came out together. And then there's another kid from Snow College whose name just popped up for me today, um, who is a six foot two corner with a 45 inch vertical. Um, is this Stoutmeyer? No, it no. is not. It is not Stoutmeyer. Um, I forget the name. There's so but he's also from London. Yes. Which is where uh so many names. Kofi Taylor Barracks. Yes. Is from well done. Another commit from the weekend. All right. I'm trying to scroll through there. There's been a lot that's come through this weekend. We'll start here. You buy you some time there. I I was I'm telling you, there's a lot. (laughs) Uh, You already mentioned it. Kofi Taylor Barracks uh, from the NFL Academy, which is an NFL initiative to get 16 and 19 year olds from around the world on the path to the NFL. He was labeled as one of the best prospects to or from across the pond in this recruiting class. Um, we already talked about what a place to land to recruit from. Oh yeah, like people are like, I don't know, does Coach Prime have ties in Texas and California? He's like, yeah, I've got ties everywhere, including <laughs> London, England. Has no limits. Uh, from yesterday, former West Virginia Edge and grad transfer Taj Alston has committed to CU. He is six foot four, two hundred fifty five pounds. He only played seven games for the Mountaineers last year. 
but he produced two sacks, three tackles for a loss, two forced fumbles. He had five sacks and 11 TFLs in 2021. He's coming. That's productive. You know, like, uh, it's not eye-popping stats, but that is true Power 5 yep. production. Um, and an, just another guy that, at the very least, makes you a much more complete group when you finish off that edge group, that edge room. He has been on one hell of a journey. In 2017, he committed and enrolled at East Carolina. Before that season even started, he transferred out to Copiah Lincoln Community College, played there for two years, played at West Virginia for four years. Now he's a grad transfer on his fourth team. So how old is he? I Old. Upwards of like 25? He's got to be close, yeah. That uh, I'll take it. You know, uh, it, it's not quite the same, but BYU... I've always felt has a massive advantage over a lot of teams because they have those kids take their missions. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden they come back and they come back to the football program and they're like a 23-year-old freshman. Right. All of a sudden you've got 26-year-olds on the field competing against 19-year-olds. It's a massive difference. So, like, I don't mind having, you know, some age yeah, uh, sure. on the team. Um, this one I just thought was interesting. FSU cornerback DeMaurier Tate announced his intention to enter the transfer portal. Surprisingly, a few guys from that secondary kind of trying to get out of Tallahassee. Um, we also have, uh, we already talked about Malachi Coleman, uh, latest updates. How about this? Beckham Kritza with T.A. Cunningham and his younger brother, T.K. Cunningham. Yep. These guys are 2025, and then I think T.K.'s a 2027 recruit Yeah. on the visit this weekend. Crazy. I mean, it's almost like uh, the way I described this weekend at Colorado is almost like a house party in high school. Yeah. Where like everyone starts hearing, like, oh shit, Jake's parents are out of town. Yeah. Like, can we slide through? You know, and right. like, like people are texting you, like, hey, can I come? You know, like, that's what it felt like. Because throughout the weekend, just more and more and more names kept popping up. I'm like, oh, this person showed up on Sunday. Like, mm -hmm. just. It was, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it other than this is literally just a party. It really that was. everyone wanted an invite to. Everyone took pictures, too. They were all uh, making sure that they have proof that they were there. Jackson State defensive back, or safety, I should say. Cameron Salmon Craig has entered the transfer portal. He's one of the guys we highlighted um, Dog. during the Celebration Bowl. He did take that rough stiff arm he in did. overtime. I wasn't going to bring it up, but you did. He did take I'm the sorry. rough stiff <laughs> arm. But. That's what's stuck in my head. Another safety, too, Herman Smith, another guy we highlighted, has also entered the transfer portal. Along with Shiloh, that is three JSU safeties that have entered the transfer portal. Shiloh is a virtual lock. But but also there's the two uh, ASU, actually just one transfer, uh, safety, right? One's a corner, one's a safety. The two brothers from ASU who we talked about on the watch long on Saturday um, who have 100% cri uh, not crystal balls. But on three, transfer mm -hmm. predictor, 100% to Colorado. Yep. Uh, that is former ASU safety and 2019 four-star recruit Kawan Markham. Yep. And then uh, also former Miami Hurricane safety and 2020 four-star recruit Avante Williams had a 100% uh, I don't know, transfer portal prediction on, on three, I guess. Yeah. What you call it? Um, Avante Williams was the guy that uh, Bubba Bolden quote tweeted saying, you better go there. Yes. When he was offered. Well, and Keon Markham is Kawan's younger brother, who's also at Arizona State. They're twi uh, not younger. They're twins, actually. Okay. Uh, so there you go. Might end up with a lot, a lot of safety depth, which is 
like an oxymoron in Boulder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> uh, former Buff News, Casey Roddick to Florida State. Great for, landing spot. Yeah, great for him. I uh, was really impressed with his offer list just from the jump. It's kind of one of those, um, like, one some, whatever, like another, one man's trash is another man's treasure. Yeah. I don't think that's the way that Colorado looked at him at all. But it's also like that, you know, you, once you see someone else want something, you're like, hey, well, right. why are we letting him go? Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe just time for a fresh start for him. Uh, this is another recruit down the line. Four-star tight end, Bear Tenney, class of 2025. He was offered by CU and Coach Durrell on April 24th. Now Coach Prime has extended an offer. He is six foot five, two hundred twenty six pounds. Was just a twenty twenty five, so he's a sophomore in high school. All right, <laughs> oh here we go. Oh my god! Uh, from Chandler, Arizona. Um, By the way, someone in the comments said, "Yeah, twenty twenty seven commit is in eighth grade right now. Stop it." There is a freshman. No, sorry, a I believe a sixth grader in Colorado, twelve years old, who has an offer from USC. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Who was? <laughs> Um, David Sills, wasn't he the guy that Lane Kiffin, when he was at USC, offered him when he was at like 10 or 12 years old? He ended up becoming a wide receiver at West Virginia. I don't remember. Oh, I remember the kid now. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I don't remember that story, though. It's getting a little out of hand for sure. It is crazy. Um, Carter Stoutmeyer, former Arizona Wildcat, or I think he's a 2023 recruit, actually. Yeah, com- yes, he is. Decommitted from Arizona. Decommitted from Arizona. Um, someone on 247 Sports submitted a crystal ball prediction of 100 or six, sorry, to CU. Yep. Uh, and I believe all crystal balls in right now are for him going to CU. And we learned that his dad yes. played with Coach Prime uh, with the Cowboys. With the Cowboys. Drafted in 97. Omar Stoutmeyer. Yeah, out of some wax school at the time. Fresno State. Fresno State. Um,. Levante Bentley has committed to CU, former Clemson Tiger linebacker. He was a four-star recruit in 2019. He's only played 417 defensive snaps across 40 games in his four years at Clemson, only two starts, but 73 tackles, 11.5 for a loss, 5.5 sacks, two pass breakups, two forced fumbles. Yeah, these are uh, these are ones that are always tough to evaluate when you have a kid who went who was a highly rated prospect, Went to a really big school, part of you know one of those ridiculous recruiting classes that they have at a Clemson or an Alabama, and didn't get a lot of burn. And so your question is, okay, did he underachieve there, or were there just better players in front of him? We're obviously going to find out. The big thing that people say when they talk about him is his hitting power. Yep. Just absolutely lays the boom. Yeah, there's a video on Twitter of him just destroying Sam Hartman from Wake Forest. Yeah, yeah. Um, but Again, those... need the physical. I mean... I would love to have had someone on this defense last year who could lay the boom. For sure. Trevor Woods kind of could. Trevor Woods, yep. Um, Trevor but Woods just is a dog. On those guys, I think those are the guys that really they should target. Those guys, those four, four-star four guys, I mean, you could say five stars, I guess. Five stars are mostly playing. But those guys who are high, highly touted recruits that ended up kind of buried on the depth chart mm-hmm. at these schools like Ohio State, Clemson, just because they're stacked with so much talent. Yeah. I mean, Alvin guys. Kamara was one of those exactly, guys. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> so um, you never know. Joe this, Burrow was one of those guys. He was. This guy, he was at number six, I believe, when we did our transfer ranking. Savion Washington, former Let's Kent go. State right tackle, yes. I believe. He has committed to CU. Of course, Sean Lewis was his head coach 
at Kent State, and Bill O'Boyle was his offensive line coach. He follows them. He is six foot nine, three hundred twenty-five pounds, with two years of eligibility left. This is the most exciting news of the weekend for me, uh, and I think there are some people out there who probably just say like, "Oh, Sean Lewis is bringing one of his guys from from uh, Kent State. This isn't that exciting." One, watch the tape. Two, look at the size. Yes. Three, and this is the most important one for me. I've said it on this show before, but for anyone who didn't see those shows, this offensive scheme that Sean Lewis runs is extremely demanding on the offensive line to understand the scheme. Um, it is not simple. It is complex. It requires a lot of discipline from the offensive line to not get too far downfield on some of the RPO stuff, even though they hardly ever call that in college anyway. Yeah. There's so much to it because, to be honest, the offensive line on most plays doesn't even know what's happening mm -hmm. because their back is to the quarterback and they don't know what decision he's made. He usually has at least two options to make. Right. Um, a lot of times three. So he was fantastic at this, not to mention he was great in that pole game, which is kind of crazy for a six foot eight, six foot foot nine, three hundred and thirty pound prospect to be like whipping around the corner and laying guys out, and he was doing that. Um, so all of that combines for me to be elated that Savion Washington is coming. I just want to double down on that because being 6'9", 300 plus pounds and being able to have the athleticism and ability to pull and run out in space like that, obviously it was very valuable to Sean Lewis's offense at Kent State. It's going to be valuable to see you, but that is rare. You don't see guys like that. Like, look at what Penny Sewell did, not this week, but the week before, like, in terms of catching the ball. Yeah. That type of athleticism for offensive linemen is rare. Very rare. And I would not be surprised if whenever he ends up deciding to uh, move on from college, if he ends up being an NFL, a legitimate NFL prospect. 100%. Jackson State linebacker Jeremiah Brown has entered the NCAA transfer portal also. I don't know if he was on our list. I don't think He was that. actually, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, JSU fans, the one who got tossed. Oh, uh, really? From that game for launching himself uh, after a, a uh, NC Central touchdown. Mm. Um, that being said, he was on my list. Okay. Uh, and he has a lot of ability. Aubrey Smith has also entered the transfer portal, a linebacker from JSU. I believe he's a grad transfer, though. Um, and he's been their leading tackler at least last year. He's been a really good player for them. Uh, we'll see if CU is in play, but I'm sure many other schools will be in play for him. I wrote this this morning. I'm pretty sure he's committed, but 2023 three-star wide receiver Jacob Page yep. was offered, and now he is committed. He is committed. Uh, one of the commits from today. Um, exciting. Six foot two. Mm -hmm. About 200 pounds, I think. Uh, maybe, maybe not. I might be confusing him with someone else. But um, you know, legitimate size. Another thing that they were really lacking. You did have uh, Daniel Arias bringing the size to that wide receiver group, but anyone who was watched to you. That was the issue with Daniel Arias. He can do everything you would ever want a wide receiver to do except catch the football, which is the most important part. Absolutely the most important part. Jacob Page is 6'2 and a half, oh, 176. Yes. Okay, 176. I'm not uh, quite that big. Three-star recruit, 85th receiver overall in this class, number 15 prospect from Tennessee. Moving on, though, Jackson State cornerback, Tavion Beasley has also entered the transfer portal. Um, a lot of news. Not a news. 2023 four-star wide receiver Micah Tease has decommitted from Arkansas. He is the 115th overall recruit in this year's class, according to 247. 
See you and Coach Prime offered him on December 9th. Okay, December 9th. We're looking at December 19th, so maybe that played a role. Possibly. I <laughs> uh, wouldn't put it past Coach Prime's ability. It looks like Aubrey Smith, they're saying in the comments, has declared for the NFL. Oh, he's declared for the NFL. There you go, then. Oh, that's what or it was. Aubrey Miller, sorry. That's that's the announcement that he had then. Um, okay. This one was a bit of a heartbreaker. Arizona is going, or Arizona transfer wide receiver Dorian Singer commits to USC. Hard to blame him. Yep. But definitely a bummer. I mean, Jordan Addison's probably going to declare also if he hasn't already. I then, think he has. So then he's going to be a plug and play wide receiver one for. They have so many guys. Uh, it's like, it's actually really annoying. It is. Like they essentially, you know. Hopefully, Coach Prime can stop them being able to have this monopoly on it. But especially when you have Caleb Williams as your quarterback, yeah, it's hard. you're just like shop. They're just shopping mm-hmm. when it comes to wide receivers in the Pac-12, especially. Like they yeah. just plucked Brandon Rice, and you know, not even in the Pac-12, but they just plucked Jordan Addison. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of those guys, they just went in and were like, "Hi, you're a great wide receiver. Cool. We have Lincoln Riley's offense and the best quarterback in the country. Come on down." And it's just like everyone goes. A guy like Brandon Rice doesn't even have a big season but like who's gonna how are you gonna say no to that right Dorian Singer joins Brendan Rice Mario Williams and Michael Jackson all of them are just Taj Washington Taj Washington too I mean and they'll just keep doing it yeah and they're gonna bring in like a couple you know four or five stars as freshmen it's just it's insane and and it's understandable I can't really blame Dorian Singer who likely will be there one but maybe not um, just looking at this picture that Isaiah Jada posted with all three of the Snow College guys in CU gear at the weekend. What else do we got, man? I think we're actually wrapped up in terms of news. We didn't. Did we talk about? Oh yeah, we did talk about Kofi. Uh, the four-star edge, right? Yep. Yeah, he was there this weekend. Um, that guy's crazy. He's had like eight visits in the last week or something. He was. <laughs> I can't remember where he was. He was somewhere on Saturday and then was in CU on Sunday. Sounds like he's going to make a decision with this early signing day coming up on Wednesday. Okay, I think right. we're caught up. All right, we're caught up. Before we move on to your guys' questions, I want to tell you all about our friends at Breckenridge Brewery. You guys know we love our Breck Brews at DMVR. Get my favorite, the Mountain Beach Sour, RK's favorite, the Strawberry Sky. Also, if you need a Christmas gift idea, enter your favorite beer lover into Breck's Nice List sweepstakes at breckbrew.com and search Nice List. That link is in the description. You can also check out their beer locator at breckbrew.com to find a beer brew near you, www.breckbrew.com. We ready for questions? Do you have anything else? Uh, I thought I did, but I don't right now. Yeah, yeah, let's pull up a question. Oh, we got a bunch. They're not a bunch. Okay. What are your thoughts on Dion Jr. being taken off the official team's social media? Ryan? Yeah, this is this is an interesting situation, and I know Coach Prime tweeted about this, saying like, "Ah, that's not really what happened." Of course, uh, Bucky put on his Instagram like they kind of took the keys away from him when it came to Colorado's social media. Um, I thought from the second that Coach Prime and his whole crew came, the best situation is for those two teams to work together. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think. There were some people, maybe even Dion Jr., who thought like, "Oh, well, he he's going to kind of take over and run the social media." Um, whether that was the best scenario or not, I don't know. For me, I always thought, "Hey, these these two 
groups should be working together to create dope content. You know, like CU has an entire team of social media people who are creating those like dope edits that you're seeing. Yeah. Um, these players tweet out when they commit. Um, you know, the the pictures that come out from like Malachi Coleman this weekend. Um, the video of Coach Prime. You know, the the like produced video of Coach Prime um, walking down the field with the whole like we come in thing. So. They're, the strengths are different, right? Mm-hmm. What Bucky does such an amazing job of is giving us access to things that you would never have access to otherwise. Uh, and that results in great moments like the one uh, from this weekend that I tweeted out of Coach Prime talking to Hayden Hagler, who dropped the pass in the end zone yep. and consoling him. And like that show, like, I'll use Matt Rule as an example. A player who potentially might want to commit to Nebraska and play for for Matt Rule has never seen what he's like in those situations. Has never seen behind the scenes. So that type of stuff is invaluable. Um, And also a little odd for a school social media. You know what I mean? Like it's perfect to go out on their YouTube channels and give you that behind the scenes access. Um, But together, I think they can create incredible content uh and as fans uh or media i think we're all better off for having both yeah um so i hope that the relationship between those two entities stays strong and they can find ways to elevate each other's content uh and hopefully it works out in the end i hope that I, i i truly hope there's no hard feelings and you know and things end up working out smoothly well said we're only 16 days in i think that these things will kind of iron themselves out and we'll get more settled as we move forward. Yaya, do we have another question? Niles Gaddy. I don't know what that is. I don't know who that is either. Uh, okay. Was he one of the ones who entered the transfer portal before the game? That's what I'm trying to find out right now. Okay. Um, I do know one of them was a defensive lineman that did that. He yep, was a redshirt. Katron Evans. I yes. Uh, and he's already found a home, I think, too. Yeah. Um, Niles Gaddy pulling it up here. I don't see anything for recently. He transferred there from, or he transferred from Tennessee to JSU in 2020 already, though. Cool. So we'll keep an eye out for that. We'll get to that after the show. Uh, throw it up. Heard UCLA was approved by the Pac-12 to join the Big Ten. How much did each member of the Board of Regents get? Yeah, it wasn't even it wasn't the Pac-12. It was the University of California Board of Regents yeah. that had to approve that. I I don't know how how that works or what they got paid off. But with the topper top quarterback in the country mm-hmm. uh, committing to UCLA for I believe 2025. Yep. See you later. Have yep. fun in the Big Ten. We don't <laughs> have to worry about him. Yep. Peace out. Won't miss you. Is Roger Goodell's nephew Charlton? Uh, I believe that's his nephew. Yep. Yeah, I don't know why it says son. Uh, who played at JSU? Enter the portal. Char- Roger Goodell's nephew's son, I think, is what they're saying. Oh, okay. Um, I think it's. Yeah. I haven't seen anything. I haven't yet. seen him enter the portal yet either. Um, I'm pulling up his Twitter page right now, and I don't see anything. It still says Jackson State. He hasn't updated this in forever, actually. Cool. Uh, next question. Guys, have you heard how many Kent State players are in the portal and how many will come to see you? I can tell you how many Kent State players in the portal if uh, you give me a few seconds. Yeah, uh, a lot are in the portal. Um, I believe we haven't heard it. Has, has uh, 
Dante Cephas made a decision yet? I, I don't think so, he but was, you know, being predicted to go to Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Um, hopefully, the Buffs can make a run there. Uh, obviously, they got my n- number one um, when it comes to right. Savion Washington. There's another uh, offensive tackle in the portal who was also on the visit this weekend. We'll see what happens with him. How many? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. A lot. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot. A lot. We haven't heard how many, of course, are going to come to see you, but there'll be a, a nice little bit. You know, I kind of said, if you come, and this is not exactly how it's going to work out. If you took the best players from Jackson State and the best players from Kent State and the best leftover players from Colorado and mix them together, right then and there, you'd probably have a competitive you have power a damn five good football team. team. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Marquez Cooper, wide receiver, or running back, is still in the portal. Marcellus Marshall. That's the other tackle. The other tackle is still in the portal. Uh, Colin Schley committed to UCLA, though, I think. Yep, he did. Um, Devontae Walker, the other wide receiver, still in the portal. Marquez Cooper, one of their running backs, committed to Ball State. There you go. There's your Kent State update. RJ um, says, do you feel good about Caden Proctor? Uh, no. No. <laughs> Not at all. It does seem like he's a big candidate to flip, though. From um, Iowa to Alabama. <laughs> well, Oregon's been in the conversation, okay. too. So it, it's definitely on the table. We'll see if he signs this week. It doesn't It doesn't seem like we were able to work our way into the conversation. No. Now? Well, I mean... Still time. He was mentioned... Someone on 247, I can't remember who exactly, posted a video talking about him yes. when we last did a show. And they yes. did mention Colorado. And it sounded like Colorado was actually in the running to get a visit this last weekend yeah uh and then you know obviously he ends up going to tuscaloosa this last weekend i will tell you this iowa fans are in shambles they are losing it in shambles absolutely in shambles so uh tough tough actually we have like an alliance with iowa because we all hate nebraska there you go yeah love that so i don't want i don't want to i would much rather him go to iowa than alabama but what can you do i mean they're under hits so consistently how can you not love them yeah uh what about local guys i don't know what about local guys i i, I don't know either <laughs> uh we're still waiting to see if they can flip um geez my my guy oh blake purchase blake purchase i can't believe his name is there's so <laughs> many names i know um that's that's gonna be uh I think down to the wire to see if they can flip him. If that happens, that's huge in, in mm-hmm. terms of Colorado recruiting. Do we know if he's going to sign this week? I believe so. I believe All that's right. the plan. I believe he is planning to early enroll. That I could be wrong there, but I think that's part of the plan for him. Sounds like Wednesday and Thursday shows are going to be insane. Absolutely. Um, who's your starting wide receivers with current roster and wide receivers to come? Well, I mean, you start with Jordan Tyson. He is hurt right now, but Montana Lamonius Craig. Yep, freshman All-American. I think he still led the team in receiving. Yep. Uh, Montana Lamonius Craig is there. He's going to be a junior, I believe, this next year. Solid player. He's a good player. Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin <laughs> Coleman. Kevin right? Coleman. Like if you could get him, he would be in the mix. Travis Hunter, it, depending on how much he wants to play wide receiver. I was You tweeted this, too. Just blown away by his ability at the wide receiver position obviously he's a five-star recruit number one player in the country we you shouldn't be blown away by his his tools the route that he ran to get himself wide open on the end zone on third and 17 or whatever it was Mm -hmm. um was like oh this isn't just like talent you know what i mean it's like Mm -hmm. it's um 
he's a refined yep. player at wide receiver. Justin, our Rams guy, hit me up during the game after that play, and he goes, that looked just like Justin Jefferson. And I was yes. Like, yeah, it really did. Yes. And then like the fact that with the game on the line, they're just like, throw a moon ball and let Travis go yep. get it. Uh, it actually ended up being really easy for him. Yeah. But he's your wide receiver one if he wants to play wide receiver. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's making the right move wanting to play corner more. Um, because if you can be a highly rated corner, like you're going to get drafted in the top 10 and make more money over the wide receivers too, though. Wide receivers are, are all of a sudden getting that type of money as well. So, I mean, if you want to have this conversation, I'm ready for it. I think he should play wide receiver. Really? Yeah, he is. What I saw in the celebration bowl was special. It's a lot easier to make noise from that position. I'll mm-hmm. tell you that. That being said, scouts don't miss on guys who quarterbacks don't want to throw at. So, right. Um, uh, let's just keep playing both ways. I love that. <laughs> What's going with Wilkerson from Jackson State, the running back? I actually don't know. I don't think he's entered the portal. He is a redshirt sophomore or sophomore this last year, though, so he's got plenty of eligibility. Yeah, it's tough, especially with the game we just watched because they got no push on the inside. Yeah. So he had a rough game that day. Um, I know he had a good season overall, though, so mm-hmm. he, he would be an interesting one to add to that room. One place where CU actually – oh, not – set um but now you have dylan edwards coming in who i assume will play as a freshman you have victor venn who is another yep. like big play threat um and then you have anthony hankerson who is a saint thomas aquinas state champion like big time player so we'll see how many they want to add there and anthony hankerson dealt with injuries like all year last year and he played through them played pretty well yep uh what else do we got is the elevation aspect of playing in Colorado overrated? Depends on uh, what conversation you're bringing yeah. it into. Um, I think it makes things difficult on opponents. Um, I don't think it decides games by any stretch of the mind. But this offense, which was formerly known as the Flash Fast offense, Jake, I've been thinking about this. Should we go with just the Stampede? Stampede offense? I like that, yeah. I mean, that's kind of what it is, right? For They're sure. just just rumbling down the field on mm-hmm. you. Um, so I'm going to uh, unofficially call it the Stampede offense. Is fast. In fact, when Sean Lewis was hired as the head coach of Kent State, he said in his interview, um, when he was interviewing to get the job, yeah, like I think they were running like 90 plays at a time uh, at Syracuse. They were like, we really like that pace. He's like, cool. How many do you want? 90, 100, 110? Yeah. I'll get you as many plays as you want per game. Like, They run plays. They move fast. <clears throat> and you can only imagine, because we haven't really seen it at Colorado, if you can execute that at a high level and you have you know, 330-pound defensive lineman in the fourth quarter stuck out there, five or six plays in a row because you're just going bang 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 like it'll it's going to be effective dude i saw it on thursday when northern alabama came to the cu event center to play the buffs Mm. one guy had his hands on his head was literally just deep breathing like crazy at halftime yep it's real yep the only uh as for the players who play for colorado it takes about two three weeks to get adjusted yep yep uh, how's your guys' kicker situation? Matta from JSU has entered the portal too. 12-13 field goals this year. Only miss was a block. They could definitely improve the kicker situation. I like Cole Becker, though. Uh, 
I think he. Oh, has, I was thinking of the punter. Sorry. Yeah, the punter situation. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> is dire. Yes. I mean, dire. I've the worst I've ever seen in it college was football not, it was, was really bad. their punter situation this year. Um, so yeah, there, there was also some like controversy with one of the punters who got dismissed from the program. Like, yeah. how do you have punter controversy? Crazy. Uh, Only yeah. the the former buffs could do that. Right. Um, well, that's a totally different yeah. scenario. <laughs> but I'm talking about like your punter is whatever. I'm not even going to get into the story. No. Um, the Cole Becker is good. I know that Dion really loved his kicker at Jackson State. So we'll see what happens. Apologies, Cole Becker and family. I do see you guys. He did play really well. Um, is Somebody that in the comments did say that um, his nickname is Automata. Oh, <laughs> which made me love him even great. more. I'm like, yeah. I, he needs to come to see you. That's a fantastic nickname. Great. Well, and then Dion was telling. That was a five star. That guy says. Damn. What's his name? Um, Andrew. That's awesome. I well, want to look this up because if he is a five star, we got to. Alejandro. That is epic. Is that the one who Coach Prime, when he went and met with the uh, special teams, he was like naming all the nicknames? He's like, we have Si Senor. We have. <laughs> I don't know, but Si Senor is a favorite of mine. But, but, but it makes sense, right? Like yeah. he kicks the ball, you're like, yes, sir. And you yep. walk off, you know, yep. Si Senor. Um, oh, this is ahead. a great one to finish on. Which one? LeVar, who says, oh. what do you guys think of Shador? I know he's an upgrade in Colorado, but how do you think he will do? I can't tell you how excited I am about Shador Sanders putting on the black and gold. Um, you know, there's a lot of like, I tweeted out about it after the game. I was like, wow, people are so pressed about Coach Prime going to Colorado that they're already trying to dunk on him for losing a championship game in overtime because of a dropped pass right. after he coached two teams for the last two weeks. Um, and the reason I bring that up now is because people are trying to, you know, say like, if he can't win that, how is he going to win at Colorado? I came away from that game more excited uh, about the future at Colorado. And a, a lot of it has to do with Shador Sanders. He was legitimately incredible on that field. He was phenomenal. I mean, everything you could, have, you could ever ask for from a quarterback, he put on tape in that game. In that game alone. Mm -hmm. the, you know, the poise that he plays with, the... Um, you know, the mental part of his game is unbelievable for a sophomore in college. And more than anything, the clutch factor mm -hmm. that he put on display with the fourth down conversion on the final drive. And then, of course, the last play of the game, making that throw to Travis Hunter in the side of the end zone was just remarkable. It's truly remarkable. Uh, and I am just overflowing with joy that he is going to be our quarterback. I kind of hate when people say this, but he has it. In spades. Yep. In spades, he has it. And I just, I'll reiterate, he was so calm. Like I've been saw, there so many times yes, before. The championship game, game on the line, fourth down, and he's making a throw across his body, rolling one way. But I never saw an ounce of panic in his eyes. And he did everything he could do for them to win that game. Mm -hmm. You know, I think Travis Hunter also did damn near everything he could do for them to win that game. Kevin Coleman did everything he could do for them to win that game. Unfortunately, you know, you have a, a really tough dropped pass 
um, on a perfect play call that in a great throw from Shador. And you really struggled in the trenches on defense more than anything. Uh, and that's what stopped you from winning. But Shador is the, the absolute truth. Yeah, credit to NC Central, though, man. They played really well. Um, as you mentioned, the trenches were a mismatch, basically, for them compared to Jackson State. They came out on fire, and they knew this was a huge opportunity and that this Jackson State team maybe had some distractions flying around. They capitalized. Is that all we have, Yaya? I love this. Reggie says, Shadur's childhood nickname is Grown. I heard that in one of the, uh, <laughs> the uh, videos that they put out. Uh, this week when they were yelling at him uh, that at him after that play because he's a grown man love that um, that is that. it we did have a poll during the whole show yeah, uh, are up. you concerned about Travis uh, Hunter's uh, recruitment 90 69% said no nice 31% nice. said yes all right and that was 450 votes at this point I would say Colorado has like a 70, 75% chance of finishing this off. Maybe that's even low. Yep. Um, but so, so the poll's in a good spot. I mean, just go back to what we were saying before he actually entered the portal. It was a virtual lock. People were already putting up crystal balls before he entered the portal at 100%. Now the fact that he is in the portal and these teams are talking to him, I mean, I get the, the skepticism, but I think uh, not much has changed. We, we talked a lot, yeah, we, we talked, talked about, about this, this a little bit. Happy for Casey. Honestly, probably wish he would have stayed at Colorado, um, but he's been through a lot. Mm -hmm. I can't even say tell you how many offensive line coaches and changes he's been through. Yep. Uh, excited for him to go play for a, a team that's going to compete in that conference next year. Yeah, nine-win team last year. FSU and uh, I believe and Jordan Travis is coming back. I was so. going to say, they're keeping Jordan Travis. So. Yep. Huge. Yeah. Um, that's going to do it today then uh, hit the thumbs up on your way out follow at Jake DMVR follow at Ryan Konigsberg follow at DMVR underscore buffs we'll be back tomorrow yes and this week is only going to heat up as we make it towards that early yep. signing day so make sure you uh, keep it here with us yeah check out the DMVR.com prime tracker will be updated again tonight also we'll see you guys tomorrow Sco Buffs Sco Buffs